Hello, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on the broadcast today. Greatly appreciate the fact that you would invest a portion of your day right here with the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry, the host of this program and the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated. And on that note, I'd like to ask you, would you visit our website, BibleTracksInc.org? We've recently updated just a few minor things. We've uh, updated the newsletter page, our bulletin. And if you've never read about what's been going on for the past two, three months, six months of this ministry, it's more than I can describe in a single broadcast or maybe even a week of broadcast. And so if you'd go to our website, just select, I think, the media tab, and you'll see a drop down about our newsletter or bulletin. Would you read maybe one of our latest news? letters. It'll give you a better idea about how to pray for our ministry. We're going to jump into Nehemiah chapter number five. This is our first broadcast in this new chapter of the book of Nehemiah. We'll read the first six verses or so in just a moment. Before we go any further though, let's pause for a song. It's called Honey in the Rock. It's from an album called Songs of the Savior by BibleTruthMusic.com. Hope you'll listen now and enjoy this short but good song. Listen. Oh, my brother, do you know the Savior who is wondrous, kind, and true? He's the rock of your salvation. There's honey in the rock for you. Oh, there's honey in the rock, my brother. There's honey in the rock for you. Leave your sins for the blood to cover. There's honey in the rock for you. Have you tasted that the Lord is gracious? Do you walk in the way that's new? Have you tasted the living fountain? There's honey in the rock for you. Then go out through the streets and byways, preach the word to the many or few. Say to everyone, drink, brother, brother, there's honey in the rock for you. Oh, there's honey in the rock, my brother, there's honey in the rock for you. Leave your sins for the blood to cover, there's honey in the rock for you. There is honey in the rock, my brother, there's honey in the rock for you. Leave your sins for the blood to cover, brother, there's honey. Hope you enjoyed that fun little song there. And if you'd like more information about how you can obtain the actual music to that song or maybe even the CD, physical, or digital download of that, go to BibleTruthMusic.com. But let's take a moment. Let's talk about a gospel tract called Overwhelmed. Many of you have heard about this one before. We've put out almost one million of them. Actually, I guess you can make the case it's almost over one million of them now. This gospel track was written early last year. The main theme of this particular gospel track is dealing with the feelings of being overwhelmed that so many have suffered from over this past year plus. And it points to the fact that Jesus Christ is still in control. God still knows what's going on. And he would love for you to become a part of his family. Now, I'd like for you to go to BibleTracksInc.org and get your very own copy of it. It's been very popular, and I think it might be, if you've never used it, it might be a help to you in your gospel efforts. BibleTracksInc.org. 
www.sqinc.org. Just look for the SKU number is 07 or just type in that title overwhelmed and you'll find it. It might be helpful to you. There are still people. I've told many people this, that I have not seen people be more open to the gospel like they are right now since maybe 9-11. It sometimes it seems like it's sad, but it sometimes it takes a major world-changing event for people to come to grips with the fact that they are mortal, to come to grips with their own mortality. And so at no time like the present do I think we have a more, a uh, greater opportunity, I should say, for the gospel. Go to BibleTracksInc.org and order your very own copies today. On that note, we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter number 5. I'll ask you to join me there. Grab your very own Bible if you have the opportunity. Now, of course, if you're driving or something like that, keep your attention on the road. Don't be grabbing your Bible or your smartphone. Stay focused. But listen in as I read for you Nehemiah chapter number 5, verses 1 through 6. Here's what the Bible says. And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren, the Jews. For there were that said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. Some also there were that said, We have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses that we might buy corn because of the dearth. There were also that said, We have borrowed money for the king's tribute, and that upon our lands and vineyards, yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children, and lo, we bring into bondage our sons and daughters to be servants, and some of our daughters are brought unto bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them, for other men have our lands and vineyards, and, verse 6 says, I, meaning Nehemiah, was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Let me give you the context first, and then we're going to discuss what's going on here. And then if you'd allow me, we're going to make some very blunt application to you and to me. We're going to strike right at an issue of human nature that I think needs to be discussed biblically from a biblical perspective today. Here's the context. The people of Israel are rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, but realize Jerusalem has not been a major trade center. The economy has been somewhat down. There have been no uh, great feats of, of engineering happening lately. And so the people of Israel are in a position, realize they've also been basically chattel. They've been slaves to the, the king of Babylon. And so they're not in a great financial way here. And so we're in a position where the rich are in some ways taking advantage of the poor because the poor still have to pay a tribute, still have to pay a tax to the king there in Babylon, and they have a lack of the necessities. And so they're at such a point where they've mortgaged their lands, they've mortgaged their fields. Some of them have even kind of put their children into servitude to help pay for the circumstances at hand, thinking that very soon they'd be able to redeem them and buy them back. But now, because the interest rates and the usury, as the Bible says, are so incredibly high, they're not able to recover. Now realize this. When you take advantage of other people, the Lord does not turn a blind eye to that. 
we could go through the book of Proverbs and talk about how many times the Lord speaks highly. The Bible speaks highly of those that treat the poor and the, if you will, those with less in high regard. So that's an application point that could be made. But I'd like to pause where we're at right now. Put a bookmark in this thought and let's pause and look back at this last year, 18 months or so. Do you remember, and here's the actual thought for today, do you remember when everyone had to go buy toilet paper? Now, this is not a concept or a thought that I am desirous of speaking about on the radio program today. It's just the Lord brought it to mind, and I think it will be applicable to us. Do you remember when everyone was apparently losing their minds and felt like they needed to have at least two years worth of toilet paper in their house and in inventory stocked up because they heard that there was a shortage. Do you remember seeing on the news people battling over Charmin and these different types of brands of, of toilet paper in the Walmart aisles? Do you remember the ridiculousness of it? You say, hold on a second, Brother Micah, I was one of those people. Well, I'm not here to throw stones, but I'd like to ask you, in a circumstance where things seem to be going wrong, in a situation where we're not sure which end is up, should we, as that old poem goes, when in trouble or in doubt, run in circles, scream, and shout? Is that the right response to bad situations? Is that how we should handle a bad economy? Is that how we should deal with leadership that doesn't seem to know which end is up at times? Is that how we are supposed to approach life as children of God? Are we supposed to be beating Target's doors down to get some toilet paper and paper towels? The answer, I think, as you can guess, is no. More recently, some states suffered from a gasoline shortage, and at some point in the future, there will probably be more of those type of things. As I've mentioned recently, that entropy, the state of the universe and the world slowly falling apart until Jesus Christ comes back and takes us all to heaven, it's going to continue. I don't mean to be a downer, but things will probably get worse before they get better as a general rule. But does that mean that we should stop placing our trust in God? Should we be out there with Tupperware containers and big totes and plastic bags putting gasoline into the back of our vehicle so that we can make sure that we get enough of what we need? No. Should we, as these Jewish folks did here in Nehemiah, should we be taking advantage of our compatriots, the family of God? just to make sure that you and I are taken care of? No, friend. We have a need. We have a requirement. We have a commission to continue to trust God. Nehemiah, in verse number six, says, I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the solution to greed and how to fix a circumstance like this. And maybe there'll be some things that we could learn on the economic scale, talking about capitalism or socialism and things like that. But as it points to our need today, when we are confronted by a severely bad circumstance, how do we respond? 
Are we the ones that are there at six o'clock in the morning, standing in line, waiting to buy our toilet paper? Now, I'm not saying don't take care of your family. I'm not saying don't be prepared. But there is a stark difference between those that seem, when the world crumbles around them, those that seem to stand steadfast, those that seem to trust the Lord, and those that seem to lose all sensibility, all common sense. Can I ask your friend, could you be part of the former? Could you be part of those that trust God, that don't feel the need to take advantage of others? We're going to talk again about the solution agreed tomorrow from verses 7 through 10. But let me ask you, how do you handle stress? How do you handle adverse circumstances? We'll close out the week on this broadcast tomorrow. Thank you so much for being a part. Hope I've made you think just a little bit today. Greatly appreciate you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.